Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Lacunza Path Towards Autonomous Machine Intelligence Has an Unsolved Technical Alignment Problem, published by Stephen Burns on May 8, 2023 on Less Wrong. Summary. This post is about the paper A Path Towards Autonomous Machine Intelligence, Aptami, by Yanla, Kun. It's a high-level sketch of an AI architecture inspired by the brain. Aptami is mostly concerned with arguing that this architecture is a path towards more capable AI. However, it is also claimed, both in the paper itself and in associated public communication, that this architecture is a path towards AI that is controllable and steerable, kind, empathetic, and so on. I argue that Aptami is in fact, at least possibly, a path towards that latter destination, but only if we can solve a hard and currently unsolved technical problem. This problem centers around the intrinsic cost module, which performs a role loosely analogous to innate drives in humans, for example pain being bad, sweet food being good, a curiosity drive, and so on. Aptami does not spell out explicitly for example with pseudocode, how to create the intrinsic cost module. It offers some brief, vague ideas of what might go into the intrinsic cost module, but does not provide any detailed technical argument that an AI with such an intrinsic cost would be controllable, steerable, kind, empathetic, etc. I will argue that, quite to the contrary, if we follow the vague ideas in the paper for building the intrinsic cost module, then there are good reasons to expect the resulting AI to be not only unmotivated by human welfare, but in fact motivated to escape human control, seek power, self-reproduce, etc., including by deceit and manipulation. Indeed, it is an open technical problem to write down any intrinsic cost function, along with training environment and other design choices, for which there is a strong reason to believe that the resulting AI would be controllable and or motivated by human welfare, while also being sufficiently competent to do the hard intellectual tasks that we're hoping for for example human-level scientific R&D. I close by encouraging Lacan himself, his colleagues, and anyone else to try to solve this open problem. It's technically interesting, very important, and we have all the information we need to start making progress now. I've been working on that problem myself for years, and I think I'm making more than zero progress, and if anyone reaches out to me I'd be happy to discuss the current state of the field in full detail. Dot and then there's an epilogue, which steps away from the technical discussion of the intrinsic cost module, and instead touches on bigger picture questions of research strategy and prioritization. I will argue that the question of AI motivations merits much more than the cursory treatment that it got in Aptami. Even given the fact that Aptami was a high-level early-stage R&D vision paper in which every other aspect of the AI is given an equally cursory treatment. Note, anyone who has read my intro to Brain Like AGI Safety series will notice that much of this post is awfully redundant with it, basically an abbreviated subset with various terminology changes to match the Aptami nomenclature. And that's no coincidence. As mentioned, the Aptami architecture was explicitly inspired by the brain. 1. Background the paper's descriptions of the intrinsic cost module. For the reader's convenience, I'll copy everything specific that Aptami says about the intrinsic cost module. Emphasis in original. Pages 7 to 8, the intrinsic cost module is hardwired, immutable, non-trainable, and computes a single scalar, the intrinsic energy that measures the instantaneous discomfort of the agent, think pain, high intrinsic energy, pleasure, low or negative intrinsic energy, hunger, etc. The input to the module is the current state of the world produced by the perception module, or potential future states predicted by the world model. The ultimate goal of the agent is minimize the intrinsic cost over the long run. This is where basic behavioral drives and intrinsic motivations reside. The design of the intrinsic cost module determines the nature of the agent's behavior. Basic drives can be hardwired in this module. This may include feeling good, 
low energy, when standing up to motivate a legged robot to walk, when influencing the state of the world to motivate agency, when interacting with humans to motivate social behavior, when perceiving joy in nearby humans to motivate empathy, when having a full energy, supply hunger satiety, when experiencing a new situation to motivate curiosity and exploration, when fulfilling a particular program, etc. Conversely, the energy would be high when facing a painful situation or an easily recognizable dangerous situation, proximity to extreme heat, fire, etc., or when wielding dangerous tools. The intrinsic cost module may be modulated by the configurator, to drive different behavior at different times. Page 14, the intrinsic cost module, IC, is where the basic behavioral nature of the agent is defined. It is where basic behaviors can be indirectly specified. For a robot, these terms would include obvious proprioceptive measurements corresponding to pain, hunger, and instinctive fears, measuring such things as external force overloads, dangerous electrical, chemical, or thermal environments, excessive power consumption, low levels of energy reserves in the power source, etc. They may also include basic drives to help the agent learn basic skills or accomplish its missions. For example, a legged robot may comprise an intrinsic cost to drive it to stand up and walk. This may also include social drives such as seeking the company of humans, finding interactions with humans and praises from them rewarding, and finding their pain unpleasant, akin to empathy in social animals. Other intrinsic behavioral drives, such as curiosity, or taking actions that have an observable impact, may be included to maximize the diversity of situations with which the world model is trained, Gottlieb et al., 2013. The IC can be seen as playing a role similar to that of the amygdala in the mammalian brain and similar structures in other vertebrates. To prevent a kind of behavioral collapse or an uncontrolled drift towards bad behaviors, the IC must be immutable and not subject to learning, nor to external modifications. Page 44. What is the substrate of emotions in animals and humans? Instantaneous emotions for example pain, pleasure, hunger, etc., may be the result of brain structures that play a role similar to the intrinsic cost module in the proposed architecture. Other emotions such as fear or elation may be the result of anticipation of outcome by brain structures whose function is similar to the trainable critic. The presence of a cost module that drives the behavior of the agent by searching for optimal actions suggests that autonomous intelligent agents of the type proposed here will inevitably possess the equivalent of emotions. In an analogous way to animal and humans, machine emotions will be the product of an intrinsic cost, or the anticipation of outcomes from a trainable critic. 2. As described in the paper, several components of the AI's intrinsic cost are directly opposed to AI controllability and prosociality. In AI alignment discourse, we often talk about instrumental convergence. If an AI really wants a thing X, then for almost any X, it will find it instrumentally useful, i.e., useful as a means to an end, to get control over its situation, gain power and resources, stay alive, prevent its desires from being exogenously changed, and so on. In Stuart Russell's memorable quip, if an AI really wants to fetch the coffee, well, you can't fetch the coffee when you're dead, so the AI will fight for self-preservation, other things equal. Aptami specifically mentioned hunger, pain, and curiosity as three likely components of intrinsic cost, see section 1 excerpts. All three of these have obvious instrumental convergence issues. Let's go through them one at a time. If an AI is motivated to avoid hunger, say, implemented in source code by checking the battery charge state, and the AI reasons that humans might not want to recharge it, then the AI will be motivated to get power and control over its situation to eliminate that potential problem, for example by sweet-talking the humans into recharging it, or better yet maneuvering into a situation where it can recharge itself without asking anyone's permission. If an AI is motivated to avoid pain, and the AI reasons that humans might cause it to experience pain, 
or be unable or unwilling to help it avoid future pain, then the AI will likewise be motivated to get power and control over its situation to eliminate that potential problem. If an AI is motivated by curiosity, and the AI reasons that humans might fail to offer it sufficiently novel and interesting things to do, then the AI will likewise be motivated to get power and control over its situation, so that it can go satisfy its curiosity without asking anyone's permission. Possible reply 1. Okay, granted, that's a real problem, but it's easy to fix, we'll just remove those three things from the intrinsic cost module. My response, it's not so easy. For one thing, curiosity in particular is plausibly essential for the AI to work at all. For another thing, as mentioned at the top, it's not just about these three specific motivations. On the contrary, a wide variety of motivations lead to similar instrumental convergence problems, including important motivations like wanting to design a better solar cell that seem necessary for the AIs to do the things we want them to do. Possibly reply to, humans are motivated by hunger, pain, and curiosity, and can be perfectly lovely assistants and employees. Why would we be starving and hurting the AIs anyway? Let's just treat our AIs well. My response, humans have a lot of other motivations besides hunger, pain, and curiosity, including intrinsic motivations to kindness, friendship, norm following, and so on. I'll turn to those in the next section. If you've ever gotten to know a sociopath or narcissist, you'll know that they have hunger, pain, and curiosity too, but it is absolutely not the case that if you just treat them with kindness then they will be kind to you in return. They might act kind and cooperative as a means to an end, for example to gain your trust, but that's not what we want, that's the kind of cooperation where they stab you in the back as soon as the situation changes. We want our AIs to treat kindness as an end in itself. And that doesn't happen unless we explicitly build such an intrinsic motivation into them. So let's turn to that next. 3. As described in the paper, the components of the AI's intrinsic costs that are supposed to motivate intrinsic kindness, are unlikely to actually work. Before we even start, it seems like a pretty dicey plan to build an AI that has numerous innate drives that are opposed to controllability and prosociality, as described in the previous section, plus other innate drives that advance controllability and prosociality, as I'll discuss in this section. Such an AI would feel torn, so to speak, when deciding whether to advance its own goals versus humans. We can hope that the prosocial drives will win out in the AI's reckoning, but we don't have any strong reason to expect that they will in fact win out. Neurotypical humans are a fine illustration, we have both prosocial drives and selfish drives, and as a result, sometimes humans do nice things, and also sometimes humans advance their own interests at the expense of others. However, it's much worse than that, because I claim we don't know how to build prosocial innate drives at all in this kind of AI. It's clearly possible in principle, there's some mechanism underpinning those drives inside the brains of non-psychopathic humans, but I claim it's an open problem how these drives actually work. Or in optimized terminology, it's an open problem exactly what code to put into the intrinsic cost module such that the AI will have any prosocial or docile motivations at all. Aptim-I's proposal here is really just a passing description in a few sentence fragments. But worse than that, as best as I can tell, this cursory description is not pointing towards a viable proposal, nor one that can be easily remedied. I'll repeat the relevant excerpts from above. This may include feeling good, low energy, when interacting with humans to motivate social behavior when perceiving joy in nearby humans to motivate empathy. Dot. This may also include social drives such as seeking the company of humans, finding interactions with humans and praises from them rewarding, and finding their pain unpleasant, akin to empathy in social animals. It's hard to respond to this because it's so vague. Different things can go wrong depending on how the implementation is supposed to work in detail. I can make some guesses, but maybe the response will be no you moron, that's not what I meant. Oh well, I'll proceed anyway. 
If what I say below isn't what the author had in mind, maybe he can share what he did have in mind, and then I can revise my description of what I think the problems are, and maybe we can have a productive back and forth. My attempt to flesh out what Lacan might have in mind. The robot has eyes and ears, a video feed with sound. We get some early test data of the robot doing whatever, say, flailing around randomly, and then send the video feed to a bunch of humans, say, mechanical turkers, to manually label the video frames using the following rubric, drawn from the excerpts above. Am I interacting with humans, 1 to 10? Are nearby humans experiencing joy, 1 to 10? Am I in the company of humans, 1 to 10? Is a human praising me right now, 1 to 10? Is a human in pain right now, 1 to 10? Next, we do a weighted average of these scores, the first four with positive weight, the fifth with negative weight, and use supervised learning to train an ML model that can take any arbitrary video frame and assign it a score. Let's call this trained deep neural net, DNN, the prosociality score model. We freeze the weights of this classifier and put it inside the intrinsic cost module, to be added to the other terms like pain and curiosity, discussed above. Here we are so far. Does this approach actually make an AI with prosocial motivations? I think the answer is a clear no. For starters, suppose the AI straps lots of humans into beds, giving them endless morphine and heroin for drips, and the humans get into such a state of delirium that they repeatedly praise and thank the AI for continuing to keep the heroin drip turned on. This dystopian situation would be, to the AI, absolute ecstasy, much like the heroin to those poor humans. The prosicality score model would, perhaps, see below, give. 10 tenths for interacting with humans. 10 tenths for being near humans experiencing joy. 10 tenths for being in the company of humans. 10 tenths for receiving praise, and 0 10 for being around humans in pain. Now, it doesn't immediately follow that the AI will actually want to start buying chair straps and heroin, for a similar reason as why I personally am not trying to get heroin right now. But it certainly raises that kind of AI behavior as a salient possibility, and in this particular instance my guess is that something in this general class of failures would be pretty likely to actualize. At the very least, I see no strong reason to believe that they won't actualize. On a more technical level, we face, among other things, the classic problem of out-of-distribution, OOD, generalization, and we face it not once but twice. Out-of-distribution generalization problem 1. How does the prosociality score model generalize from the supervised, human-labeled, examples to the AI's future perceptions, which might be far outside the training distribution? Out-of-distribution generalization problem 2. How does the critic generalize from its past observations of intrinsic cost to estimate the intrinsic of future plans and situations, which, again, might be far outside the distribution of its past experience? These problems are made worse because they are adversarial, with the adversary being the AI itself. Let me explain this adversarial aspect via some toy examples. Why is problem 1 an adversarial OOD problem? Here's a toy example. The AI might notice that it finds it pleasing to watch movies of happy people, because doing so spuriously triggers the prosociality score model. Then the AI might find itself wanting to make its own movies to watch. As the AI fiddles with the settings in iMovie, it might find that certain texture manipulations make the movie really really pleasing to watch on loop, because it tricks the prosociality score model into giving anomalously high scores. What happened here was that the AI sought out and discovered adversarial examples for an immutable DNN buried deep inside its own mind. That particular example doesn't seem very scary until the AI notices that humans might want to turn off its weird texture movie playing on loop. Then the situation gets adversarial in the more literal sense. Why is problem 2 an adversarial OOD problem? Here's a toy example. Imagine that the AI is deciding what to do, out of a very wide possibility space. For example, 
once we get AIs that can invent new technology, then the AI has access to actions that might wildly change the world compared to anything in history. Thus, if there are any anomalies where the critic judges a weird situation as unusually low intrinsic cost, then we're in a situation where the AI's brainstorming process is actively seeking out such anomalies. From our human perspective, we would say this plan is exploiting an anomalous edge case in the critic. Whereas from the AI's perspective, it would say, this plan is a clever awesome out-of-the-box way to solve every problem. You say tomato, I say tomato. Needless to say, robustness to adversarially chosen wildly out-of-distribution inputs is an unsolved problem in ML. So it's probably safe to assume that, if we use the Aptami plan, as I interpret it, the AI is probably going to wind up with weird and a priori unpredictable motivations. And this problem is not the kind of problem where we can just straightforwardly patch it once we have a reproducible test case running on our computers. 4. Conclusion. In section 2 I argued that the AI, as described in Aptami, will have at least some motivations, like hunger, pain, and curiosity, that run directly counter to controllability, steerability, prosociality, thanks to instrumental convergence. This might be okay if the AI also has other motivations that create controllability, steerability, prosociality, as is the case in humans, who are sometimes cooperative despite some selfish innate drives. However, in section 3 I argued that it's an open problem to write out an intrinsic cost function that will lead to any motivation for controllability, steerability, prosociality, and that Aptami says only a few words about how to solve this problem, and that what little it says does not seem to be pointing in a promising direction. Instead, the paper's proposal seems likely to lead to AIs with weird and a priori unpredictable motivations. Indeed, I'd guess that these weird unpredictable motivations are more likely to contribute to instrumental convergence effects than to push against them. And this problem would be very difficult to patch even if we had a working minimal test case on our computers, because wildly out of distribution adversarial robustness is an open problem in ML, and there is no obvious better alternative approach. So we have a very interesting, open technical problem here, exactly what code should we put into the intrinsic cost module, in conjunction with other design choices, for example training environment, such that we have strong reason to believe that we'll be pleased with the AI that results? In fact, I myself have a full-time job in which I spend most of my days trying to work towards an answer to this question, and have been doing so for years. It is a very hard problem. I think that Lacan himself is more qualified than most to work on this technical problem, and I think we already have all the information we need to make progress, so I would strongly encourage him and his colleagues to dive in. I humbly offer my intro to Brain Like AGI Safety Series as a potentially useful starting point, resource in this context, since Lacan and I share many assumptions about what autonomous machine intelligence will look like, and hence I imagine he'd find it somewhat less difficult to relate to than most AI alignment documents. And I would be happy to chat more. Smile. Epilogue, we need to do better than a cursory treatment of this technical problem, even in the context of a very early stage speculative vision paper. Okay, if you've read this far, then maybe you're thinking something along the following lines. So, Jan LeCun published a self-described position paper expressing a vision for a path towards intelligent machines. He was explicitly intending to spur discussion and solicit feedback, even posting it on openreview.net rather than archive. And now this other guy has written a blog post saying that one aspect of the vision is more complicated and difficult to get right than implied by the very brief paper discussion. Um, yeah, duh. Everything in the paper's proposed architecture is more complicated and difficult to get right than the corresponding very brief paper discussion. It's a vision paper, not a technical blueprint. And the paper was written to solicit feedback, and it evidently succeeded, because now I'm reading a blog post that is giving feedback. And meanwhile, 
while the blog post suggested that there is an open problem that needs to be solved, everyone seems to be in agreement that a solution to that problem probably exists, since after all we're talking about a path to a brain like AI architecture, and humans have brains, and humans can be nice and cooperative sometimes. So, kudos all around. This is a good and healthy R&D process. Everything is fine. I disagree, I think that if you were nodding along with the above paragraphs then you have lost sight of something very important. Aptami is an attempt to describe a path towards powerful AI, AI that can understand the world, get things done, figure things out, make plans, pivot when the plans fail, build tools to solve their problems, and so on, all the things that would make us think of the AIs intuitively as a new intelligent species rather than an AI system as we think of it today. Suppose someone published a position paper describing a vision for a path towards using bioengineering to create a new intelligent non-human species. And suppose that the question of how to make this new species care about humans and or stay under human control is relegated to a vague and cursory discussion in a few sentences, and close examination reveals that if we were to follow the advice in those few sentences then we would probably get a highly intelligent non-human species pursuing its own interests with callous disregard for human welfare, somewhat akin to a species of high-functioning sociopaths. If that someone says yeah sure, obviously there are still lots of details to work out, then I would respond, no no no. The question of how to design this new species such that they will be docile and intrinsically care about human welfare is not just one of many technical details to be worked out. This is the kind of problem where we halt all other work on this research program until we have sorted this out. That seems like common sense to me. If not, consider. For one thing, we don't actually know for sure that this technical problem is solvable at all, until we solve it. And if it's not in fact solvable, then we should not be working on this research program at all. If it's not solvable, the only possible result of this research program would be a recipe for summoning demons, so to speak. And if you're scientifically curious about what a demon summoning recipe would look like, then please go find something else to be scientifically curious about instead. Now, in the case at hand, it's a decent argument to say humans are sometimes nice, therefore it's probably possible in principle to make brain-like AIs that are nice indeed, I often make that argument myself. But it's not a strong argument, let alone airtight. For example, For all I know right now, maybe making a nice human requires a training environment that entails growing up with a human body, in a human community, at human speed. Doing that with AI is not really feasible in practice, for many reasons. And that's just one example problem among many. For another thing, this technical alignment problem could be the kind of technical problem that takes a long time to solve, even assuming we have the benefit of trial and error. If we make progress on every other aspect of the research program first, while taking a will cross that bridge when we get to it attitude on how exactly to code up the intrinsic cost module, then we could wind up in a situation where we have discovered, perhaps even open-sourced a recipe for building self-interested AIs with callous disregard for humanity, but we have not yet discovered any analogous recipe for building friendly powerful AIs that might help us and fight on our side. That's a bad situation. And we can avoid that situation by doing the requisite research in the right order. Finally, If Yan LeCun were merely treating this open technical problem in a cursory way, and proposing approaches that are technically flawed upon close scrutiny, then that would at least be somewhat understandable. I myself propose technically flawed plans all the time. A bigger issue is that LeCun, in his public statements, gives a strong impression that he is opposed to people working on this technical problem. If my impression here is wrong, if LeCun in fact thinks that the open technical problem described in this post is a worthwhile thing for AI researchers to be working on, then I appeal to him to directly and straightforwardly say that. It would make a huge difference. Thanks Christopher King, Roman Leventov, and Justice Mills for critical comments on earlier drafts.
I note that these two out-of-distribution problems correspond respectively with, aspects of, what I call outer alignment and inner alignment in this post. Outer alignment, in this context, is the question is the intrinsic cost module returning high versus low intrinsic energy outputs in a way that tracks the extent to which the agent is doing things that it was intended to do? And inner alignment, in this context, is the question when the AI imagines some possible future plan, does the plan seem appealing, unappealing to the AI in a way that actually tracks its expected future innate cost? By the way, as discussed at that link, it's not necessarily the case that the best way to get good AI behavior is to separately solve both these out-of-distribution generalization problems. For example, if we have sufficient neural network interpretability of the trained critic, then we get to slice through both layers, bridging directly from the design intentions to the AI's motivations, without relying on the intrinsic energy function being perfect. Maybe you're thinking, okay, we'll design the AI such that, if something seems like an out-of-the-box idea, then the AI doesn't want to do it. The AI wants to stay in the box. Or in conventional ML terms, if we're worried about out-of-distribution problems, then we can just put in a penalty term that makes the AI want to stay in distribution. I do actually think there's a kernel of a promising research direction here, but I don't know how to flesh it into a plausible plan. In particular, the most obvious approaches along these lines would have an unintended side effect of crippling the AI's ability to learn new things, make new connections, do R&D, etc. Further discussion in section 14.4 here. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.